What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Scale Riders Podcast. I am your host, 65 Lokes. This is episode number 148 with my guest, Hayden, also known on Instagram as HHW Customs. Let's go right ahead and hit him up. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hey, what's up, man? Yo, what's up, Hayden? How you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing? Yeah, doing well. Just chilling right now at the moment. Um, man, I'm excited for this episode, bro. Finally. Me too. Me too. Thanks for having me, by the way. Yeah, awesome. I was going to ask you, have you ever done a podcast episode before? Not a podcast. I did an interview once uh, on YouTube. Oh, uh, wow. But that was That's completely different than I think. <laughs> right on, man. That's cool. And um, so th- this past weekend, um, did you, uh, y- you were vending over at the uh, Hot Wheels Swap Meet, the uh, Royal Seco Park. I, I, missed, yeah. I missed out. How was that? It was actually pretty good. I was I didn't think I was going to do be that well because it had rained the night prior um but actually it was a really good turnout it was nice that's awesome so for the listeners out there um hayden he is a entrepreneur also a customizer of 164 scale hot wheels cars but you also do other uh brands as well um and i mean there's there's just so much that i want to get into um but let's get things started off with uh one thing i've always wanted to ask you is when did you get involved um with this hobby um with the hobby now with customizing all that it kind of started um late 2017 early 2018 of course when i was younger my dad had always um got me um hot wheels and little toys cars and stuff like that so that was always there but um definitely 20 late 2017 or 2018 i really got into it and going to the shows and um just you know involving myself more (laughs) than uh, just playing at home with the cars. Yeah, was that, um, like, finding that community, was it kind of hard to find, or was it kind of easy to just start connecting with everybody? Um, initially, it was actually my dad who got me into into the community I'm in now, because he was getting, um, we went, to, he, he was getting supers and uh, other cars like that, and he was, we went to this place, and, um, and he just started selling there, and that's how we kind of just met all of our f- current friends and, um, kind of just really got into it more than we were um beforehand yeah right on yeah because i mean i still remember um that the like the first time when i was out at the uh at the hot wheels swap meet you know i was out there with a couple friends and i um i had seen the flyer on instagram and when i checked the address and from where i live um i was like man this is like 15 minutes away from my house like it's super close it's not even that far and one of my friends, he's like, he, he's a model builder, but he heavily got into Hot Wheels customizing. And um, on Instagram, he's, he goes by Chevy Man. And, um, oh, okay. and um, his, na- his real name is Juan Amesqua. And um, I mean, he, he's more into like the lowrider customize. So, you know, I had reached out to him because he was like, at the time, like the only person I really knew that was hardcore into the Hot Wheels. And he was like, yeah. yeah, like, we should go. Let's go check it out. I've never been to this one. So when we were there, you know, I tripped out. All, like, he knew a lot of people that were already there, you know, from, I guess, from prior shows that he had gone to. And um, and then I remember when I came across your booth, like, I was tripping out on all the stuff that you had out because you had wheels, uh, 3D parts, some tools, and you just had, like, a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, I feel like when you're when you're in this, you have to kind of have a wide variety of stuff for everyone because everyone has such different interests. But that's pretty cool. I didn't know that's how you um how you got acquainted with the Hot Wheels scene. That's just interesting. Yeah, and it, it's a trip because it was almost like that that initial day when I was there. You know, I got to meet you, I, and then I got to meet other people too. Like it, it all happened like in that day. So I was just like kind of tripping out and um. Also, 164 Lifestyle was there. Um, And, like, I don't know, just, like, a lot of different people that I was just kind of talking to. And I was just, like, like, oh, damn, this is kind of crazy. Like, I know I'm, like, following some of you guys on Instagram, but you guys are all here. Yeah, it's definitely a strange strange experience when you see all the people online. And you (laughs) had to connect all the usernames to the real names. For real? It's really funny. No, yeah. And when when you were um, doing, you know, the Hot Wheels... At first, it was obviously just collecting. Were you afraid to take the cars out of the blister, or you just were, like, ripping them open? Actually, surprisingly, I didn't start collecting first. I actually started customizing beforehand. Oh, right um, on. 
Yeah, I was I was the opposite of wanting to keep it in the blister. I wanted to tear everything up and just kind of hit it with a hammer and just <laughs> go crazy with it. Yeah. And um, I just I actually just um, sort of started like holding on to the cars that I actually like this past um, actually 2021 um, because I was just like, no, if I have it, I'm just gonna I want to make it my own. I want to tear it apart. I want to see what it's like, what it build, what it looks like in the inside, and you know, kind of transform, make it a one of one. So, um, yeah, I just started doing that rather than collecting it first. Man, that's crazy. Because, uh, yeah, normally it's like the other way around. Yeah. Because um, yeah. when I had, uh, you know, when I had interviewed uh, Mark, he was breaking it down uh, with the interview saying how, you know, you start off like collecting and then at some point you start swapping wheels and then you just start kind of like graduating to, to yeah. you know, to these levels. And then, then at the end you're like customizing. But... That's pretty cool that you took that approach. Um, that one time that I was out there uh, vending, I remember meeting some people that I had never met, and we were just like chopping it up. And um, it, it was just a trip. Like some of the people that I was talking to, you know, they were telling me like, "Man, I, I want to get into customizing because I see a lot of people doing it or swapping wheels." But I'm like scared of messing up. That's what they kept telling me. And there was one dude who was like telling me that he was just nervous just to get it out of the box or oh, the, the, the blister pack, you know? And, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, dang, dude. Yeah, some people are real careful with their cars. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, it's but interesting. It's, but it's cool. Like, I I appreciate, you know, that to see how passionate some people are uh, with what they're into. Because yeah, I, sure. I feel like everybody... Um, I don't know. I feel like everybody has to be into something like some kind of hobby, but I do, I have met and I do have friends also that have like no hobbies or nothing, but I feel like it's good because it kind of helps you. It's like an escape from like whatever stress that we got going on in this world, you know, exactly. Yeah. In our our lives. So this is just something else. And, and I, I I like it a lot. And I know, um, you know, a, a lot of the, the people that also build model cars, they're interested in 164 scale stuff, too. Some of them are just buying the cars, but little by little, they're also getting into, like, painting them, swapping wheels. And as far as, like, wh- when was it when you decided, you know what, I want to, you know, go into business with this? When, when did HHWCustoms.com start? Um. Well... The business part of it actually started a little bit before I started the website. So I um, I was looking for wheels and I was like, man, this is like eating at my wallet here. I was like, I don't have this this type of money to just keep going. So I, I started buying wholesale and um, I kind of just started selling out of my backpack out of the shows I would go to. People would know me and say, hey, do you have these? Do you have these? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Here you go. And that's how I was just I was funding my projects pretty much with uh, helping other people get their their products for their projects. And, um, slowly but surely I was like, man, I have a lot of containers in my backpack. I need to carry around a duffel bag. And then it, it turned into, okay, now I need to carry around this, this box with me. And, um, I believe it was June of 2019. I just said, you know what? I have, I have a, I think I had like a thousand followers, if that on Instagram. And, um, I was like, I'm just going to open a website. I'm going to see how this goes. I'm like, it doesn't hurt to try. I'm already doing it. And I could just reach more audience with this, with starting a website. So I just went for it. So it was uh, June 2019, and um, it definitely took a while to get, um, you know, traffic to my website and stuff like that. But just using people who I knew, and they've given me shoutouts on Instagram, it um, it definitely helped get things going. And um, then I started, you know, really going for it at the shows, and you know, setting up, um, you know, tables and tables of of product and stuff like that, and just um, it just kind of kept spiraling from there. And now I'm just couple tables full of wheels and uh decals and everything it's just just kind of escalated really fast man that's that's really dope i mean i i appreciate your drive like what you got with your business um you know because you're active dude like i see you posting and you're you're present at different shows too you know um and and it's cool to see that because it's very motivating um there's like a few other people that i know that are entrepreneurs they have their business and seeing them thriving and and their grind their hustle you know even seeing you it's like it motivates me as well you know to uh to like not give up or nothing you know and enjoy it as well 
you know yeah it's um, awesome but it but it's um mm -hmm. it's interesting like you know what you just said you know it's like in the beginning you were like man you know about the wheels you know it's it starts to get expensive after a while you know because you want all these different wheels for yourself but then it's like you know once it i've always like I always kind of like when I look back, I think, man, I should have got into this, like starting a business a long time ago as opposed yeah. to like now. But then again, I also think, well, things weren't really lined up for me to do it even back then. As, exactly. It's as, funny. I think of the same, same thing all the time. <laughs> oh, Just dude. like, man, if I would have done this a year or two earlier or something like that, mm -hmm. things would be so different. But, um, you know, things happen for a reason. And here yeah. we are. No, yeah. And you're right. And, um, and it's just cool that, you know, you're like th that show that they do at that swap meet. I mean, that's one of the shows that, that you've done, you've done other ones, but like going to that one, you know, it's done like every, like twice a month. And I mean, you're out there pretty active. And I remember, I don't know if it was October, November, um, you're going to have to like, correct me on this, but it was a show that was at, like a hot wheel show that was at a hotel set up oh the um the the convention there you go the convention and, and, um yeah, yeah the convention yeah yeah how was how that like was this last one like the first or the second one you've done there um this was the first one i have um sold at but i've i've gone the year pr i got wait was it the year prior yeah i think it was the year prior i had went and just like shopped around mm -hmm. uh but this is actually my first time you know getting um getting a spot there and um so i remember seeing you walk around and the um the convention part was totally separate from like the um the room section that you went to so that's like it just the hot wheel collectors kind of just go and just kind of take over the hotel the first couple floors because they know that all the hot wheel like um enthusiasts are going to be there that's so um it's just a couple floors of hot wheel vending and it's just room after room they just leave the doors open and you could just go in there and and um you know pick and choose and just shop around but that was that was my first time going there and i actually just um i just took a little spot in the room i had at one table and i just filled it up with as much as i could because i was like this is this is gonna this is gonna be definitely be experience that i've never had so i had to wow. take the opportunity dude that's so dope you see those are the things like when i saw that i was like oh dang he's out there and he's doing it and i was like dude that's so dope and yeah, I mean, I had heard about, you know, people setting up at the, uh, you know, in the hotels, stuff like that. I, I'm Juan had told me about it because he had gone before and I was like, no way. But then it kind of reminded me because like back in the day, maybe and I want to say maybe like five, six years ago, I was into like collecting uh, like vintage and modern like G.I. Joe action figures, like three and three quarter figures. And mm -hmm. I, and I know that back then they were doing like yearly conventions and at those conventions, wherever people would fly out to, they were doing kind of the same thing. Like in the hotel room, like people were like selling out of their rooms, you know? Yeah. But I never really got to see any uh, pictures of it. I would just hear about it on oh, okay. message boards or I would hear about it on like interviews and podcasts, stuff like that. But when I started to see, you know, some of the photos being posted and this last year seemed like there was more photos that were uh, being posted. I was tripping out and I was kind of like, dude, that's so dope. You know, because um, everybody was like posting up their, their room number, like come through. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to see online. The online presence is so strong that you need to post it up in order for people to know exactly where you're at just because of how massive this hotel is mm -hmm. and just how many people there are, just how many rooms to go on through. I think there was like six or seven floors. And each floor had to have at least 50 rooms on it. And oh, man. just full Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels. Just, and then just, it was just crazy. People everywhere. It's, it's definitely crazy. And seeing online is even crazier when you're like, oh, man, there's so many people online that you follow here. Because like you said, people fly in from all around the country and even out of the country. Wow. And So it's definitely, definitely crazy. And this convention, is this the only one they do in the West Coast, like in Southern California, or do they kind of do it like up north as well? Um, to be honest, I'm not quite sure. I think this might be the only one. Um, and then I think they do one in Georgia. I think Georgia, I think. I'm not I, I'm not certain, but those are the only two I've heard of. 
Man, that's crazy. And as far as like the the room, so like when you go to the convention, are people attending to the convention because it's like a competition and maybe a presentation or what's going on in the in the convention? So in the convention, usually they have uh, it's just a big hall and they have tables set up and vendors in there that you pay directly to Mattel. Um, if I'm correct, I haven't actually sold in there, but I'm pretty sure you just you just, um, pay directly to Mattel. And in there, they just show off new um, new castings that are going to be released. And then you get to meet a lot of the designers. And there is a custom contest as well. And then, um, you know, giveaways and raffles and stuff like that. And then, um, of course, you know, the um, just the, you know, cheap prices of looking at Hot Wheels and stuff that, you know, you might not find. You're like, oh, I'm looking for this one piece. And people literally have um, binders. And I mean, like, binders with, like, 60-plus pages of just specific cars that they're looking for and they're, they're they're having their pen in hand and they're marking off the cars that they get because they're just trying to get their collection done and um that's definitely what the convention is for is just getting all the people there and just having one main area where people can look for old and new hard to find and just cheap prices and just trying to you know uh get what you get what you need pretty much yeah dang it, it's i don't know it fascinates me man i think it's interesting like it's kind of a trip you know yeah, i'm no, like definitely i'm is. like visualizing what you're saying right there about that man that's so dope so you know the so aside from the convention you know you go and do that and then you know after that you go you know what i want to hit the, the the other side where the hotel or all the rooms where every, everybody knows right like word of mouth everyone knows like you got to go yeah. over here if you're going to go to the convention you got to go to the rooms if anything, um, I would say people go to the rooms first oh, before the actual convention. Yeah, dang. Yep, I would. I'd be doing the same. So, <laughs> so in the in the rooms, like, is there like, does the hotel get involved? Let's say with like a policy to say, yo, you can only sell from this time to this time, or there's like really no say. There's no say at all. It's, oh man, it's round the clock. Uh, people, people that I've heard of, I haven't. I never stayed this late. The latest I stayed, I think it was 1 a.m. there. But I've heard that people go and just don't sleep. They just, every, all day, all night. They're just posted up. Yep. Doors open. They have a little Hot Wheels logo on their door or a little sign or something. And just like, you know, come on in. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's like that all night. And it's, it's a lot of people from what I've heard. What a trip. That do that. And like, were, were you were set up, um, were you set up with like uh, other vendors or was it just like, just pretty much the room to yourself or like how, how was that um for what i did was i split or i had um just a table in one of my buddies room he actually let me a, like a spot i just um kind of took over at one table so the rest of the room was his and he had all his hot was around i was just like in the middle just kind of separate i guess nice. okay um but most people there um they would just go get a room for themselves and then just have the entire room covered in Head to toe Hot Wheels. They bring their own pegboard, you know, move the beds against the walls and windows, and as much floor plan. Um, so it's different for every single room you go into because everyone has their own game plan and strategy. Right on. Yeah, I would. Always, I was like, I saw some photos, you know, and like, you know, some there was people that were set up stuff on tables, and then some stuff even like on the beds and everything, like everywhere, bro. It was just all over yeah. the place. And One of the rooms I went to, they actually it was a it was a double bed. And they had to stack the bed on top of the other one. Oh, and, um, you know, it's a couple inches off the ceiling. And um, <laughs> it's, it's, they even cover that in Hot Wheels, just draping off the sides and stuff. So it's, it's every man for themselves pretty much in the hotel rooms. It's funny. <laughs> and I would just think, like, man, what if you're like tired and you want to go to sleep? Like, you kind of can't because you got everything already like laid out. Yeah, that's one downside of covering your bed. But, <laughs> but I guess they you know, just pack it up real quick. Yeah, it's definitely funny. Right on. And um, when when you when you were there, did you when you were done, did you just like pretty much head out, or did you just kind of stay for for a cool while with your with your homie, just you know trying to see like who else would come through? Um, I didn't stay there at the hotel. Um, I just came. I went there to sell, and then so I would I would wake up. I get there around like noon, and I would leave at like midnight or one a.m. And um, but you. I did take a moment here and there to just walk around and, you know, you're so many familiar faces. So you just walk with them for a little bit and then go back to your post pretty much and then walk out. Um, 
but yeah, some people there just never left. <laughs> Man, that's a trip. Like, you know, I sometimes like I I wish like that the you know model car community was like that, like popping like that, where there's like yeah. hotel conventions and and everything. But I feel you know the the model car community is pretty strong right now too. Like as far as you know, there's all kinds of new stuff coming out. Builders just bringing their A game. And everything. Yeah, I've seen so much of that too. But but I feel like the one thing that's always the hardest and it is the uh, like getting events going. It's definitely like really tough. That, yeah, that's one of the more challenging things mm-hmm. about a hobby like this. Yeah, is organizing and planning. And I and, I, and it, it's cool that you know you got you got the, the the big companies that are you know like that show right there. They're backing that, so it's like. The hotels, like for sure, have it here. You know, don't have it anywhere else. Have it here. Do they always yeah. do it at the same spot? Yeah, from what I've heard, the last um, at least at least three years. I'm not sure any time past that. It's been at that same hotel, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of people just know where it's at. At one point at the year, uh, I think it was actually 2020. That one actually got canceled because of COVID. Mm-hmm. and um people just you know didn't for some reason didn't get the memo that the convention was canceled and they still showed up and they still sold out their rooms because so many people just still came in because they had they couldn't get their room money like refunded wow yeah so so they just kind of held their own midi convention even without mattel yeah i mean it makes sense like you know i like if you can't get your money back then hey let's let's try to make some money then you know yeah why not and it definitely worked out for them from what i hear that was actually one of the better shows even wow. without the actual you know hot wheel part there yeah and from experiencing you know that there uh selling uh what would you say that something that you took home that you learned from this experience um just to kind of take an opportunity any opportunity because i was like kind of hesitant on going because i was like man like i was in school at the time so i was like hey, i'm gonna miss school for this and i'm like no i gotta go because I have to network, I have to, you know, meet new people. It's just another opportunity to for for this to happen, for that to happen. It just um, that's just what I took away from it. I met so many people that you know, out of state. I met people from Wisconsin. I met people from New York, Brazil, Canada, different country, Mexico. So it's just it's all chance. It's all opportunity, and that's kind of why I go to all these events because you never know who you're gonna meet ever and what they can, you know, what you can do for them and what you what they can do for you. Yeah, that that's pretty good. It's like a, as much as you want to have a a presence online, it's like you have to give that same energy in person going to these exactly. events. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Man, a lot of people there aren't even online. Sometimes, sometimes you know, it's older folks and they're you know Facebook only or not even that. They just kind of just know, hey, this is the spot. I'm gonna go here. Dude, you're so right. Like sometimes I I met some people. And I'm like, and yeah, they don't have like social media or anything. I'm like, man, you're like under, you're like super underground, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, word of mouth. Yeah, it's all word of mouth. Like, and but it's just what it is, you know. And the the moment that you meet them and you know you give them like a sticker or your business card or you know anything with your information, it's like they're gonna check it out for sure, you know. Yeah. And and I mean, at some point it, it's gonna it could be a potential sell as well. Like they could see something that they really need that you have. Yeah, definitely. Man, that's so dope. But you know, it, it's a trip. Like I feel like out of a lot of people that I've met in the past, um, I always have, like, I've always recommended them like, like, yo, you should get on this platform, that platform or do this or that just recommendations. But like yeah. with, with you, man, I feel like you're on top of everything. Like you're, you're you're doing so much. Um, you have your TikTok, uh, YouTube channel as well, and you know the videos, the recent videos on YouTube that you've been posting up, uh, they're pretty dope. Um, Thanks, you appreciate it. Yeah, and um, and it's cool that you know you're you're keeping it simple as far as like your handle, like where people can find you. So it, it's it's pretty much like not confusing, you know. Like I'm pretty sure by now, if they Google, you know the name of your business, all that, all, everything's going to pop up, you know, and it's just going to grow as time goes. Yeah. I try to keep it as simple as possible. Easy access pretty much. Yeah. And as far as like, um, like now that you're doing like YouTube videos, um, do you, are you like brainstorming more as far as like what kind of content you want to produce for your channel? 
Yeah, definitely. I had to shift my way of thinking um, into, okay, I have this, I have this, I have this. How can I make this interesting? Or what can I do with this to make more content and appeal to this audience or this audience? And, um, you know, newer stuff, older stuff, showing off customs, just trying to cover as much ground as, you know, as possible to cover, to get more uh, different different audiences towards you, pretty much. Yeah, because I know um, even from watching some of your videos on TikTok, um, even the the production, like the effects and the things you do on there, it's it's really interesting. Um, I like the ones where you're showcasing uh, people's orders, you know, the way you're packaging everything and, and getting it out. Um, it looks really cool, like seeing something like that. It's like, whoa, what the heck? Like to me, when I saw it, I was like, man, that's like something different. I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> yeah, it's a great way to engage with your audience. Because now it's um, they're commenting all the time. Hey, can you can you record my can you record my order? Can you record my order? Even in my a note section on my website, I have people. Hey, can you record this for TikTok? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah, it's just more it's just more content. I get I get to push out. So you know, doesn't hurt. That's pretty tight. And um, as far as um, you know, all the other various things, you know, so you you do sell wheels, and um, and then you also offer decals uh 3d parts tools uh diorama um what would you say is like um like your favorite or, or which one do you enjoy the most out of everything that you have right there available um to be honest i would say the wheels but 3d parts is coming close in second um just the wheels because there's so many variety from so many different sources and there's just you know it's so much like attention to detail in such a small, um, you know, size, uh, you know, these, these things are tiny, five, 10 millimeters going down to eight, sometimes even smaller. And, um, there's just so much attention to detail. It really just shows how, how much time and effort you, you can put into them. And then the three parts as well, you know, I make, I make some of my own wheels and I go, I, I try and go and replicate, you know, real, real wheels that you could see on, you know, tuner cars and stuff like that. And the amount of detail, the amount of technology that's readily available at anyone's disposal is insane. Um, so three parts is pretty close because when I first started this hobby, I had I had no clue. I had no clue regarding three parts at all of what any of this was or how to do it. And, um, you know, hours and hours of struggling and studying later, I, you know, I'm able to design a wheel super quickly and I'm learning to model and stuff like that. So it's, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's really cool. Really yeah, cool. Yeah, that was one thing I wanted to ask you as far as, like, getting into the, the 3D pr printing. Like, was it hard, you know, to pretty much learn the program, the software? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I would say it was hard. <laughs> a, lot <laughs> yeah. of, a lot of frustration, a lot of broken parts, a lot of broken machines. Yeah. And um, a lot of money. But, um, but yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely tricky, but I think it's, once you get it down, it, you, it just becomes way easier. You just, you, you, you get a kind of troubleshoot in your head beforehand, before you have any accidents like that. Say, okay, is this ready? Is this good? Will this work? What, you know, just so many variables that, um, you think of prior. Yeah. Cause it's, uh, one of my friends, he's, he's always wanted to, you know, get me into like, he tells me like, I'll show you how to do it, you know? And, yeah. I want to get into it. It's just, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm a bit hesitant just because I know that once I dive in, like, I'm going to go all in, like, wanting yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> because that's just, just how I get sometimes with softwares or just things when I, I really want to learn them. And, but I do know that it takes time. Like, it's not going to be right away. And, and, I, and I, I guess I'm dreading that frustration, you know? Yeah. No, definitely. It's, it's a lot. It's very, very intimidating. And I didn't realize that when I first started. But once you get into it, it's it's really it's really fun. The amount of stuff you can just think of anything and you can make it. So I would say if you're gonna go, just go for it pretty much. You know, accept that there's gonna be errors, there's gonna be mess ups, there's gonna be just a lot of mess mishaps, but you know, it's the outcome's worth it. Yeah. Sometimes. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean I see the evolution of everything, you know. It's like the machines are it's like getting faster, they're getting more into detail. Like every everything is just keeps like switching up. Even in the past three years, the amount of technology that has just come out and evolved is insane. 
there's just so much more detail the speed like you were saying everything changes it evolves really fast man and um when would you say or for for like your based on your experience like the the boom when this thing just kind of like you know went off like a grenade like would you say it was like last year or this year as far as like wheels and decals customization like for the scene i would say definitely either late 2020 or 2021 i feel like it had a you know massive boom um to it uh, you know a little bit before that you know you can meet some people here and there and um at the local shows and stuff like that and then now all of a sudden it's just like crowds and crowds of people going i i, I can do this i can do that i'm gonna try it and they're like do you have this do you have that can you make this? I want this to look like that or stuff like that. And it's, it definitely has gotten way crazier. It's definitely become a trend. And I think it has a lot to do with TikTok. If I'm being honest with you, so many people are on that and it's just showcasing so many ideas to so many people. And it's just giving them inspiration almost to just, you know, make their own. If people want to make replicas of their cars and then that, that stems to, Hey, my buddy wants a car. Can I, I can do that for him. And then, Hey, these other people want it. And, can you do this? I want that, you know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because, um, you know, once you start going down the Hot Wheels or customize like these hashtags, you could just, you just go down a, a rabbit hole. Yeah, and, you definitely do. And especially like on TikTok, since it's just quick videos, but, and they're just showing you like the stock and then all of a sudden it's like, they switch it over, they do some effect and it's like custom. And it's yeah. different and you're like, whoa, like what the heck? Or they or they're showing you the process, but it's sped up, you know, just a bit. Um, yeah. it all those little things definitely um kick in to like be like, man, what the heck? Like this is this is crazy. I wanna try it. Yeah. And, and I mean, we're I, I feel like, you know, like here in California, we're pretty lucky that we have access to, you know, to all these shows. Um, I had seen that you had gotten an award for um, one of your cars at the Hot Wheel Play Days. Yeah, the, that's a show in Bellflower. Yeah, I, there's a they do a custom contest there each month. They have um, they have one show and they have a theme for the customs, and um, you know it changes each each week to I mean each uh, month to like different cars or different um, you know just topics pretty much. And um, yeah, I'd entered one and I I won. Um, two two shows ago so two months or so ago that's dope man congrats on that thank you appreciate it man that's cool but yeah it's like you know things like that are is what makes it um exciting you know something to look forward to um and as far as like that event as well are you um do you also vend there too or yeah yeah i do sometimes okay not all the time because it's um it's a bit um troublesome to get there um at the hour yeah, but you, um, but you know, yeah, it is. I I've tried to go to that event in the past, and uh-huh. but this is before I was living out here. I was more further, and I remember looking and being like, "Oh man, it's gonna take me like two to three hours to get there." Like, yeah, it was just it was just too far away. It's and, that LA traffic for you. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like, "Oh nah, I I can't make it to that." I think from with, where I'm at now, it might take me an hour to get there. With no traffic from my house, it's about fifteen twenty minutes, maybe. And with traffic here, it gets a little over two hours sometimes. And so um, the show for vendors starts at, I think, or like to, to set up, I believe it starts at seven, seven. I could be wrong. And so I, I have to leave the house around here at three um, and then get there at around 435. And then we just sit outside for the next couple hours until they come and unlock the the doors because traffic gets so bad to where it's just, you know, it's not going to be possible. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. Oh um, yeah. The, there's a question I want to ask you now, and I kind of want you to break it down for me and also like the listeners uh, regarding hot wheels. So okay. I always, you know, from going to the, to the, to the hot wheel show at the park, you know, um, and just overhearing people talking with the vendors and stuff, I always hear them, you know, say these words like referring to the cars like mainline and special edition. I don't, I don't know. You know, uh, what, what does what does that mean? Like, that's what I want to know. 
I want you to break down like the the I guess the main the terminology. Cards. Yeah, the, there you go. Terminology, um, yeah. Yeah, of all that because I mean I hear people talking about it and stuff, and I mean I'm still like new to it, you know, and uh-huh. I'm, and I'm like, all right, what is he referring to? Like, am I thinking of that as like like trading cards? But those are like the common cards, you know? I don't know. So break break it's, it down for us. All right, so mainline is basically just um your average joe it's just a car that's it there's so many of them made and there's it's just plentiful to where people can have them on every table and it's just um they call it a it's mainline or basic pretty much what i hear from it the most and it's just um just a bland term to just say hey it's just a regular car nothing special about it um but you know it looks cool pretty much it's just basic and then the tier above that would be treasure hunt. And that is a um, little harder to find. It's um, a special car that Hot Wheels labels. And it just means that, you know, there's less of these produced. It's harder to find. Um, but, you know, it's not impossible. And then the tier above that would be supers. It would be super treasure hunts. And those are the really hard ones to find in stores. And they basically mean... Um, they totally redo the car to where there's there's a mainline version of the car, and let's say it's let's say the car is yellow, it's uh, like a just a normal yellow, and then the super version of it would be okay. This is Spectra Flame Yellow, which means it has really nice paint job. It's it's nice and shiny. It has real riders, which mean um, which mean rubber tires because all the mainlines come with um, plastic tires. So the supers come with rubber tires, and that just adds to the value. And then um, it just they're way harder to find in stores or um, ever really. And those are kind of what the, most people go after supers because they hold a lot of value and they just look really cool. And then that's mostly what you find at the park shows. But then if you want to go even further, they have like unspuns they have errors they have factory customs they have the roc cars they have the convention cars and then they have errors for those and they have unspuns of those and it's um there's a lot of terms but the most ones that you're going to see are main lines treasure hunts and super treasure hunts and then um that's basically that's basically it i think unless i'm missing something but that's those are the most common used terms and what they mean nice i'm glad that you cleared that up um it, i like the way you broke everything down dude and i'm gonna have to like re-listen to this i'm right i was writing stuff down but i know i'm gonna, I'm gonna have, have to make a diagram for you don't worry yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you did a video recently on your youtube channel and you showcased the the liberty walk the super silhouette nissan sylvia that car is that considered a mainline super sylvia where did i it's one of the the latest ones. It's it's white and it has yellow on the side uh, panels. I think you like um, yeah that and I don't know if it was a, a Raptor, uh, a blue one. Um, oh yes yes yes, it was white. Um, yeah, so those those are um, is it a Raptor or no? It was it was actually a Ford, not a Ford. A Toyota Tacoma. There, there you go. go. Toyota, Toyota Tacoma. It was a Toyota Land Cruiser and then the yeah the Nissan Silvia. And so those are all main lines. It's just I got them ahead of time, and they were um, unspuns. So unspuns basically means at the factory they didn't reach that part where they are assembled. So you can just open them up and you can get all the parts separately. Oh wow! Are those hard to get unspuns? Um, yeah, you're not gonna find them like in the wild or like in the stores. Yeah, no, nah, <laughs> no. You got you got to be connected. All right, we don't we don't gotta say sources or nothing, but that's good. yeah. You can you can find shit on eBay. <laughs> all right, all right, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, it's it's cool. I like that that <laughs> you could get access to this. If I wish we had access to some like you know early on beforehand releases that get leaked, you know, from the companies, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, cause um, yeah, that that Sylvia, that that's one that I do want to get. Um, but you know, it, it's so funny. Like, there's a Ralph's right around the corner from where I live, and um, I every time I go there, I pass through the Hot Wheel aisle, and I remember like the first times when I went in there, it was like full of stuff. I mean, they always pack it with stuff, but mm-hmm. I remember just I was like finding things that caught my eye, or I was like, oh wow, like cool i'll buy this like i like this one 
you know? Yeah. And then every time I'd go back, I started now to see more and more people like digging through the whole thing. And, and I was like, ah, oh, like I'll let them do his thing. You know, I'm not even going to bother him. Yeah. And, um, and then now that I go, it's like, you, you can tell when they just restocked it because it's stuff's there. Mm-hmm. And then within, you know, two days or three days when I got to go back for like eggs or something, it's, <laughs> it's like gone, dude. All, that's, empty, all yeah. that stuff's gone. It's like, oh, dang, like people come yeah. through, you know? Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people who, who uh, want to resell it. And then there's a lot of people who, you know, just go in there with the kids saying, Hey, this is a cool car. I want this. Yeah. And so it definitely gets wiped out. And as far yeah. as, um, you know, like wh- when I see vendors, you know, so like I do see that they do carry, you know, the now, now the main lines now. <laughs> now you're using that terminology. <laughs> yeah. Right? Cause I do see it like the same cars, like on, you know, the different tables, but then yeah. what do you call those additions that, um, they're like numbered. It's like one through five. It's more like a set. And they oh, those are those are premium cars. Premium, okay. And those are yeah. they're what like at least like ten bucks each or so. Um, I think after taxes they come out to seven, okay. or it just depends on the place. But yeah, most most uh, most are seven dollars. Right roughly. on. Yeah, because that's like that. That's those are some other cars that the premium ones that I see that I'm like, like I still I have a couple of them that are still carded. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna end up opening them. I feel like I've waited already so long. I've I've enjoyed and I appreciated them look in the package. Yeah. But now it's like, all right, it's time to break you out and, and tear do, it open. Yeah, and, <laughs> and just display it. You know, that's yeah. what, that's what I definitely want to do. But you know, there's other brands that I see sometimes people sell, but they only have like one or two copies of it. Uh, for example, like the that uh, Kaido House. The, okay. like the mini GTs, you know, like sometimes you'll see one dude who might have like four of them. One person just has like two of them, you know, like it, is it that they're selling their personal one or is it that maybe there was some like a connect that was like, yo, I got like 50 of these, you know, like I'll sell you five, I'll sell you 10. <laughs> um, the, the mini GTs, as far as I'm aware, I don't, I don't know if they're on any shelves in any store. I could be completely wrong. But from my understanding, people have to buy them wholesale in like cases and cases, and then they can distribute those cases, um, you know, to, hey, you want a case? Here's a case. And then you, that people do that and sell it that way. But mini GTs are limited to like a certain uh, production number. And so that's why you see them, you know, very scattered, very scarce around the market because there's, there's, you know, there's quite a few, I'm not going to lie, but it's, um, it's not like Hot Wheels where it's like, hey, we need we have fifty thousand of these cars going around. You know? Yeah. Dang. And uh, yeah. And also, uh, like a main going back to the main line, can those be uh like of value? Like has there been some that they you know, that you could say like, yo, this one at the time it was like a buck, but now it's worth fifty bucks or or do um, they always don't really go up in value? Not not usually. I don't want to speak for all of them because they all have, you know, their exceptions here and there. But um, but yeah, some of them are worth more. So like a mainline, like I said, it was basic, but now it's like, okay, this is a really cool car. So like like let's uh, they just came out with a a Honda um EK and um that was like a you know a fan favorite. So it was a cool car. So so now instead of you know, you're buying you're buying it at the store for a dollar. And now you go to these shows and hey, I can I can sell it for three dollars. So now I'm making two dollars on it. So that was kind of the the value on it. But then after some time, you know, it's just okay, it's gonna it's a it's a dollar car again or stuff like that. But some cars definitely do hold their value. Um, I won't lie. But because there's so many of them, um, it's a lot harder for them to climb in um, you know, that value. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I do remember that one you just mentioned, that Honda, um, seeing, like, a lot of them stacked up, but then just people just grabbing a bunch of them at, yeah. at once. And I was like, yeah. dang, that that seems to be the hot one today. Yeah, there's, there's a couple cars that just go as fast as you can get them. Yeah, because I still remember that time around when, when I had gone out there to vend, um, there was the car that I was after that I wanted was that Liberty Walk GTR, that blue one. Okay. Yeah. And I remember seeing it online like crazy or on Instagram. And then I figured, oh, maybe I'll I'll see it there. 
but then th- that seemed to be the car because people were, when they would walk up to my table to see my stuff i would see some people that had that in hand like they yeah. had like a, a few of them or whatever and i was like oh cool you know maybe i'll find it somebody's selling them here mm-hmm. and and then when i did the round it's like everyone's like oh i sold my last one or i'm out i don't have any more yeah actually i remember i remember that is that day you came out to vent that car had just kind of you know been released it was a new casting um so it was never you know how it was never made it so people were going crazy for that car because um you know just the hype around the car itself and then the <laughs> everything so yeah, yeah i definitely can believe that like you just like hey I, these guys all have the cars but i can't find one yeah, so dude. yeah i definitely <laughs> feel that i was like what the heck and then i remember um um you know someone who came over i can't remember his name right now dad i feel bad but he he bought something from me and we chopped it up for a bit and like i want to say i don't know if it was the next weekend or two weeks later when i came back to check it out now he was vending there and uh-huh. i was like i want to go say what's up to him and i guess he had remembered about that gtr and he was like yo here i got one for you you can have it and he just gave it to me oh nice and i was like oh dude like you know thank what a good you good turn of events yeah dude and and you know i i got it and then i still bought some stuff off him you know he had some cool stuff but um, I was happy that I finally found one and then, you know, it's like a month goes by or so next, next time I'm out there next, you know, it's like, I see a bunch of them now. Like, yeah. They're everywhere. And I'm like, all yeah, right. They're hot. They're hot as soon as they come out and they drop. No, <laughs> it's, it's a weird algorithm with them. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then they released a red one. Yeah, they did. And then I ended up finding that one. Luckily I was like, all right, cool. Like I got, oh, I got them. So. <laughs> That's why now I'm in, I'm I'm after that that silhouette the the Nissan one. Um, I guess I'm just trying to the 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 collector in me is trying to get the um, the Lib- Liberty Walk releases that are yeah yeah that seems to be a pattern for the <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like man, I, I gotta I gotta swoop up on that one. But I mean I don't know. Um, I guess later I guess I'm just gonna wait since it's a mainline. Never know. I might be a bunch of them out there that i'll end up seeing yeah. there at the show yeah and, there definitely will be a lot of the show <laughs> that's pretty dope and um as far as like this this one did you end up picking any any stuff up at this last show or you were just main mostly just selling um i'm trying to think i bought i bought one car it was another unspun <laughs> but um but i only bought the one car i was mostly vending uh because it's actually hard to leave your post very much because you have you know, a couple hundred uh, people crowd walking around. It's just, you know, <laughs> yeah, missing, missing opportunities. <laughs> but yeah, I do sneak away once in a while. Yeah, it's true. Cause I remember, um, a, a vendor, he was selling some mini GT stuff and, um, I, I came around his spot in the morning. I bought some stuff from him. I did the rounds. And then when I came back, I still remember like, Oh man, there's a, there's a couple more, like I'm set on, I'm going to get them now on my way out. Mm-hmm. And when I went back, there was like a crowd of people like on the table. So I, I was like, I'll, I'll wait, you know, until he helps them out. So I'm waiting there and I'm behind them, you know, but I gave them some space. So I'm just waiting and I'm like thinking, damn, they're like lagging it. You know why they're taking so long? Yeah. And, um, and then finally I walked to the side and the dude wasn't even there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. he left this post and they oh, were there. Funny. They were a bit confused. They were just like looking at the stuff, but they were like like you know turning their heads like where's this dude at and yeah. then you finally hear like a, a whistle or something from it like somebody was whistling at someone and then when i turned around i saw the dude coming back but he had his hands full of stuff that he just bought somewhere else <laughs> see what happens in the shows you walk away for a second you come back and refill your table Yup. and i was thinking like oh man he's like restocking or maybe it's like some, maybe something he's looking for like personal stuff yeah that's funny yeah, and then I I just ended up you know picking up some stuff and I was like, all right, I'm out of here. I gotta I gotta take off. And um, as far as uh like the decals is is that like a a pretty hard process to do? I would say that's one of the hardest things um to do, um at least at least from my experience. I've gone through a lot of um a lot of different printers and a lot of hours of just um you know, working for it not to work out. Um, but 
once you once you get it, it's really really rewarding because you're just like, man, this looks really nice. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it's like you figure like you create the design or you have the designs like laid out, but then you're trying to fit as many as you can in a sheet, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can. You you fill up the page as much as you can, and then, um, you know, it's a whole other process of getting the ink down because you know if a if you you can't lay a decal on a just a a black car or a red car because decals won't show right, so you need to do a double pass with white, and it's just a whole um it's a whole headache. Mm-hmm. But once you get it, it's it's really really good. But it's just hard um to be consistent without um you know a good machine. And like I think I've gone through like four or five. Same thing with 3D printers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. What do you do with these machines once they're done? Do you just toss them or do you kind of just uh, send them back and be like, hey, this one's defected? <laughs> sometimes sometimes I just trash them because they're, they're just beyond saving. Um, but sometimes I, d- I just give them to my friends like, hey, you need a printer? <laughs> like, I got <laughs> I got some here. Or yeah. I'll hit up OfferUp and be like, hey, this has this problem and I don't want to fix it. Yeah. So, like, I did that. I sold some of my 3D printers. And, um, you know, with that money, I was got a new one. <laughs> So, selling for parts, pretty much people can always use it. Man, that's crazy. Um, and as far as like the the dioramas, um, are you gonna be getting more of the dioramas into your store? I'm hoping to. They seem to be really, really popular. Um, it's just um hard to get them because I buy them from um overseas, so it's hard to coordinate with you know what's what's popular now and what's gonna be popular in two weeks when I get it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's um, it's cool to see that people are putting more interest into those, like the dioramas, because, you know, there's only, you know, obviously, like, you could fill up a room with cars everywhere, but then it's like, I have a shelf, and it's just, all the cars are lined up, like, you know, like, if it's like a, like a little car meet, or who knows, like, they're just, like, following each other, but yeah. if I had, like, a diorama set, I think it would look so much cooler. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people are going for now. I've also seen a boom in those dioramas. People, a lot of talented people that I've met, and they just they go in so much detail. Um, and even on YouTube, you can look up some people, and it's just they spend hours and hours and hours making these, and it's just astounding at what these people can create. And um, you know, so much detail into everything. I've seen some to where they actually have like moving cars they're on a track and they're they have the cars going around or they have little people on bicycles moving around and and water and resin art and stuff like that the, the diorama scene is a whole different ball game that i think a lot of people are going to start moving into in the next uh you know a couple of years yeah as far as like for this year um 2022 um what what do you think is going to happen with the hot wheels game what are like your predictions um, to be honest with you, I think customs are going to keep, I think customs are going to keep being as popular as they are and get more popular because, um, there's a lot of people just selling, selling cars and, um, you know, anyone can go into a store and get them. But I think that what really makes people happy and excited about continuing to collect is making them one of a kind or, you know, doing a replica of their car. So I think that the customs are definitely going to just keep growing in popularity, especially with the amount of people now joining social media and just being more acquainted with, you know, the the people and the opportunities that you can do with your cars. And, um, you know, you just show your talents in that and you, you know, it's just pretty cool to just um, do that. I think more people are going to jump on that, jump on that trend pretty much. Yeah. And before we wrap up this episode, I wanted to ask you, like, what are your goals for 2022? It's a new, new era. New era. Um, to be honest with you, I'm just, I think I'm, I'm going to try and get more wheels, to be honest with you. <laughs> you never have enough. And I'm just going to try and just go to more shows. I want to try and start going to some out of state and, um, you know, out of the LA County area and just meet new people and um, just get more well acquainted with the hobby and, you know, what it has to offer. And um, I definitely want to start doing more customs because I've been, I've been lagging on doing my own. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, yeah, it, it definitely does uh, take over the, the time. You know, it, it's hard to find some time for yourself to work on your own projects. Yeah. So I've, I've had that for quite a long time where <laughs> it was just, you know, putting putting this first and that first and this first. And then at the end, I'm going like, wait a minute, like, I'm just, I'm not, what happened to building models? Like, I'm not even building models. I'm more like a salesperson now. Like what's going yeah, on? Yeah, you turn you turn your hobby into a business, and you suddenly start losing the hobby a little bit. Yeah, and like yeah, now I'm finding the time to work on my stuff, and and it's like I'm, it feels great, you know, jumping back, yeah, it, back into yeah, it. Yeah, it's good to set a day away from work and focus on you know your cars and what you want to do, and it's definitely like how you're saying it's definitely rewarding. Yeah, and no, it is. And um, any advice for anybody uh, getting into uh, customizing? Uh, I would say just go for it. Don't be afraid to mess up a car. Open it. Open tear open that cardboard blister pack, uh, because you know you're never gonna you never gonna know what you're capable of unless you just go for it and try. Yeah, that's so true. I agree. So everybody out there listening to this episode, make sure you check out Hayden's website. It's HHW Customs dot com um you know he has wheels decals 3d parts tools diorama um anything else i'm missing um no i think that's it <laughs> yeah man i mean you, you got it covered so i mean and as far as wheels it's it's a lot of wheels dude you do got a, a great selection a lot of stuff on there and thank um, you i appreciate it yeah and, and then you know for future shows if you're out in the la area uh make sure you check them out there at the Hot Wheels Swap Meet. It's at the Arroyo Seco Park. Sometimes, like, I'll uh, I'll repost it in the stories, um, you know, or I'll share some of uh, Hayden's posts. And I mean, he's he's everywhere. You just gotta just Google him, and you'll be able to find, <laughs> you know, his YouTube channel. You know, if you're on TikTok, make sure you look him up on there as well. And um, yeah, man, I mean, keep up the good work. You're you're doing it, and um, I mean. Man, like, you know how it is. Like, if I ever come across something, I'm going to let you know, you know, because I definitely want to see your business grow. I want to see you take it to that next level as well. And um, and it's just, it's cool, man, and it's motivating. And I just want to thank you about that, too. Like, you doing, you know, no one's, I don't know if anybody's ever told you, but I know, like, on my end, you're, you definitely inspire me as well for, like, my business with what you're awesome. doing. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. That means a lot. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Well, uh, thank you for uh, being a guest. It was a pleasure speaking with you, Hayden. And I know I will catch you in the future at, at one of your events that you'll be uh, vending at and we'll, you know, chop it up and stuff. Sweet. Thank you for having me. It was good talking. Yeah, likewise. All right, man. You have a good night and we'll talk soon. You too. See ya. All right. Bye. Thank you. Peace. Peace.